Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. Okay. Okay, all right. Okay, actually, I need the gospel. Hand me the box right there. Yeah. Okay. Wait, did we lose the page? No, he's a good deacon. All right. <laughs> Let the children come to me, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Amen, I say to you, whoever does not accept the kingdom of God like a child will not enter it. And he embraced them and blessed them, placing his hands on them. All right, so before I talk to them, I want to talk to you real quick. Uh, and just thank you for listening to the Lord here for this weekend, right? Let the children come to me. That's what you did. I know you took a big risk. A lot of you parents who uh, never sent your kids here before, you've never heard about this place until... Weird Father Pat showed up and started inviting us to do this whole new vine thing, and we're doing this Damascus thing. What is Damascus? That's not in the Diocese of Cleveland. What's going on? I don't know about this. Is this going to be a good thing? I just want to thank you for your trust, and thank you for letting the kids come here, because uh, as you'll hear on their way home, huge things happened here this weekend. Amazing, amazing things happened here this weekend. The Lord indeed uh, came in power, and um, they'll tell you, I... Yeah, big things happened. Big things happened. Big things always happen when we give Jesus just a little bit of space. Right? It wasn't even three full days. It wasn't even 72 hours, right? You drop them off Friday evening and you're sending them home here, right? I mean, I'll be done preaching by about 2 o'clock, so you'll be fine. Um, so it almost be now. But give the Lord just a little bit of space and huge things happen. Huge, huge things happen. So I just want to thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. For listening to the Lord, because, I mean, when you had them baptized, you said, I want them to spend eternity with you, Jesus. And by letting them come here, by letting them experience an encounter with him, you're setting them up for that. So this is so good. This is so good. And this is just the beginning. So thank you. All right. Now I want to talk to you guys. So uh, we had an amazing weekend. Amen? Amen. We had, uh, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of awesome stuff. I mean, it's hard to believe. It's only, I mean, we got here Friday night and we're leaving here now, but it's just like so much was packed in to just these few days. I mean, it's been, uh, we've been talking about like the abundant life that the Lord promises us, right? The abundant life that he doesn't want us to live these dry, boring lives. He wants us to live lives of uh, like utter abundance, utter joy, just the fullness of our heart's desires. We experience that call to abundant life and we experience this call to receive forgiveness and mercy and healing. And transformation. And this whole weekend has just been simply an invitation to say yes, to say yes, right? The world changes when human hearts say yes to the Lord, right? Had, like, Mary not offered her yes, we would have had no incarnation. Had Simon the fisherman not said yes to the Lord and dropped his nets, we wouldn't have had a St. Peter. I think about Carol Wojtyla, right? This young poet, this actor, this philosopher living in the beginning of the 20th century in Poland. His life, his career could have been so full of promise but he said yes to the Lord, and now we have a Pope St. John Paul II, right? The world, the world shifts. History shifts. Lives change when we say yes to the Lord. There's nothing more powerful than the human yes. Absolutely nothing more powerful than the human yes. 
And this weekend, the Lord, I think, was beginning to invite us into, uh, at least you're beginning to taste and see, like when you do start saying that yes, the kind of life that starts unfolding for you, right? The kind of life that starts unfolding is not a life of just like, just de- deprivation and sadness. Did Question for you guys, for, the, for, for my, my Sacred Heart kiddos. Anybody who was on the stage speaking to you, your counselors, the musicians, did, did any of the Damascus missionaries look like their lives sucked? Can I just put it that way? Parents, cover your ears. Did their lives look like their lives sucked? Did they look like they were living boring lives? No. They were kind of insanely joyful. It, like, <laughs> annoyingly joyful, right? Like, Marie, annoyingly joyful. <laughs> My dance partner right there. This is what happens. This is what happens when Jesus starts creeping in closer and closer to the center of your life. Your life becomes a life that is radiant and on fire, right? A life that is utterly joyful and consumed. A life that's very impactful. And that's what we all want. That's what we all want. This weekend we were invited into a deeper level of relationship with the Lord, right? And I imagine for a lot of you, your whole life, you know, going to Catholic school or PSR, living with good Catholic moms and dads and families, you hear about this idea of relationship with God and like, I'm sure there's been a part of you that's like, yeah, okay, like, I don't really, I have no idea what that means. I have no idea what that means, right? I know I have, have a relationship with, like, my friends, my cousins, my family, my classmates, my teammates. I have no idea, like, what actually a relationship with the Lord is or looks like or could be. But I think for a lot of you this weekend, the Lord began opening that up. And you began to actually understand what does it mean to actually hear the Father's voice. Like, we have a God that actually desires to speak to us. We have a God who in Jesus promised us, he said that I am the good shepherd, my sheep hear my voice. Like you were made to hear his voice. Moms and dads, like listening, you were made to hear his voice. That's what you were made for. Fish are made to swim. Birds are made to fly. We are made to hear his voice. That's a natural power that's built into human nature, but just like Speaking and walking and talking, all of those things has to get drawn out of us. And maybe for, for you who are here to pick your kids up, maybe no one's drawn that out of you. And you're hearing me right now thinking, I mean, I know how to say my prayers, but I've never learned. And I don't know what you mean by hear his voice. Like we have a father who doesn't like ferberize us and let us cry it out. We don't have a father who just ignores us and says, just figure it out. Try harder. Say more rosaries. Bury your sorrows underneath a mountain of rosaries. He doesn't say that. He says, I hear you. And when you call to me, I will come to you. And they experienced that this weekend. You experienced that this weekend. The Father actually speaks. He actually speaks. You know, the readings that we have this weekend, um, I was initially kind of unsure of what I was going to preach on uh, when I looked at these readings before the retreat. And then the retreat started. Um, our retreat started with a wedding. I don't, parents, I don't know if you knew this, right? Um, it was really something. Uh, Jack and Eve got married up here. I, yeah, it was, there was a, they eloped. I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. I felt embarrassed as their priest, you know, like there was no marriage prep and, oh uh, gosh. We hope it works. We hope it works. I don't know. Right, Jack? All right. <laughs> All right. So, but yeah, like we started off with this concept that uh, in baptism, the Lord is inviting us into a relationship that he describes as marital. Marital. 
The readings that we just heard, right, from Genesis, right, the very beginning of Genesis, Genesis 2, we hear the Lord forming the bride out of the side of man, right? Eve is born forth. That's also perfect. We had an Eve. How great was that, right? Where are you, Eve? Right? There you are. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. That's pretty cool. All right. So Eve is formed from the side of Adam, right? And Adam looks up and says, this one at last, bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh, this one shall be called woman, right? And then we fast forward to the gospel where Jesus is saying that this conversation with the scribes and Pharisees about this question of divorce. Moses allowed us to write a bill of divorce to separate, you know, from our spouses. What do you say? And he says, Moses allowed you to do this because of the hardness of your hearts. And then he says, but in the beginning, it was not so. That what the Lord is saying, what Jesus is saying, is that there is a heritage deeper in our hearts than that of sin. That there is a beginning deeper than Genesis 3, than the fall. Things are, there's an original plan that got crumpled up. There's an original meaning to our masculinity and femininity and the call of the two to become one flesh. There's a meaning to marriage that's so powerful, beautiful, holy, that God intended from the beginning to unveil for us the kind of relationship he wants with us, which is why we began this retreat with a wedding, right? The Lord is saying to us, he's, trying to, he's at pains to articulate for us, I don't think you understand how far I want this to go with you. Like, I don't think you really understand how deep I want relationship with you. I don't think you really get how close I want to be to you. I think a lot of us, again, talking to folks who drove here, I think a lot of us get to this place in our discipleship, our walk with the Lord, that we think, all right, this is, this is as good as it's going to get. Or this is as deep as I really want to go. This is I'm just going to plateau here. This is, this is what relationship with God is just going to be the rest of my life. I'm just going to Go to Sunday Mass, I'm going to say my prayers, I'm going to pay my taxes, I'm not going to murder anybody, I'm just going to try and be good to my spouse and my kids and my neighbors. Maybe I'll help out with a fish fry, women's group, Bible study, I'll just, like right here, this is where the Lord wants to keep me, right? That's a lie from the pit of hell. It's a lie from the pit of hell. Like, what the Lord is revealing to us with this imagery of marriage is the kind of relationship that he wants with us is not one that's merely cordial. It's not even one that's merely friendly, right? We hear our Protestant brothers and sisters talk all the time about having a personal relationship with Jesus. Personal relationships are great. I have a lot of personal relationships with a lot of people. I'm friendly with a lot of people. But the kind of relationship that the Lord wants with us, he's saying the... the, the the best image, or, or maybe the, the least inadequate image I could give you to explain the kind of relationship that I, I want with you, it's something like that of married people. It's something like that of spouses, where two people come and stand before the altar of God, and they say, I want to let you in all the way. So those of you who are married, that's what you did on the day of your wedding. You looked at this other person and said, because I trust you, because I love you, I want to let you see everything. I want to let you know everything. I want to let you in all the way. That's why the privileged analogy from beginning to end in the scripture, when God's trying to explain the relationship he wants with us, is that of marriage. 
I want to be implicated in everything that is yours. I want, I want to share such a depth of life with you. I don't want there to be any barriers. I don't want there to be anything off limits. I want to fill you with joy. The enemy does a number in our hearts by convincing us that the more we let God get close, the less that our life will be. The enemy convinces us that God's a taker. He convinces us that perhaps, perhaps that if I let that God get close to me, then the reality is I'm going to lose out somehow on what makes life awesome. Again, another lie from the pit of hell. Another lie from the pit of hell. The kind of relationship the Lord wants with us is so deep. It's so deep. And I know you guys just began to taste it this weekend. So like, that kind of relationship doesn't just pop into existence overnight. Those of you who are married, the depth of love and intimacy that led you to an altar didn't just happen overnight. There was a courting process, a, a growing in vulnerability, a learning how to communicate, a sharing of your hearts, a sharing of life, right? It's a process, a growth process. And, like, that's what we want to invite you into, right? That's what the whole vine ministry, that's what a blaze is about. That's what the whole, like, the whole shift that we're doing at Sacred Heart is simply about that, about learning, like, teaching you how to grow in that relationship, that intimacy with the Lord. Because I'm telling you again, no amount of casual contact with Jesus is ever going to change us. No amount of content that we simply know is ever going to be sufficient. It's just not. Content's great. Knowing things about him is great. But at the end of the day, he looks at us and says, I need to know you. I need to know you, and you need to know me. That's what the vine is about. That's why, parents, that's why we're bringing in these missionaries who just were here with their kids all weekend, a whole team of them. If if our, our Sacred Heart team of missionaries, if you're here, stand up. We got some of them, some back there. So in two weeks, guys, in two weeks, in two weeks, these missionaries are coming back to Sacred Heart to run the vine, to like experience again like what we just experienced this weekend. And for the hundred or whatever other kids who are in sixth and seventh grade who weren't here. Why? Because in the final analysis, we have to know him, not just things about him. That's the difference. That's the difference. The Lord says, how deep do you want to go? Because I'm ready to go all the way. How far do you want to run? Because I'm ready to go, go all the way. How much, how much of my love do you want? Because I'm ready to give you all of it. I'm ready to give you all of it. We are so blessed to be partnering with these people. We are so, so blessed. We are so blessed. So, where do we go from here? We take the next step. I'm going to talk again to you. On the car ride home, I know you're going to have a million questions. I know. I know, I know, I know. Right? Holly's already like, I was just like, I got a million questions. All right. A million questions. I want to know how the weekend was. Who was your counselor? What did you do? Tell me all the things. You weren't here this weekend, obviously. So please be very, very patient Please be very, very patient and reverent around their hearts and their experiences here, right? Because something happened. Big things happened. 
right? And allow the space of humility to let them teach you some things that they experienced here this weekend. So you can hear the Father's voice. What is that like? Tell me about that. I do want to know. Jesus says in the gospel, the seed gets scattered on all sorts of soils, right? Some among thorns, some among the rocky ground, some on the path. And he says some seed falls on the rich, fertile soil. Three-fourths of the time, it's the soil's fault, right? These seeds are being scattered back home. They're being scattered back home to you, into your families, into, like, the world that is your house and daily life, right? I just pray that you would have the openness and the humility to let these seeds fall on rich, fertile soil, right? The Lord wants to, like, bring transformation to our parish. I know it. I can feel it. He wants to set our parish on fire. He's doing it. He's doing it. He started with them. Hope your car has air conditioning because they're on fire. It's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. All right. Let's turn to our lady and ask for her intercession. Oh, blessed queen of heaven and earth, you are the father's, you are the humanity's perfect yes to the father. You are humanity's perfect cooperation with grace. You are nature's most beautiful flower, you are nature's perfect rose. You are our race's solitary boast. Mary, we beg of your heart to intercede for us and our parish. As we go forth from here, that we would run in haste to do whatever he tells us. That we would decide to be radically obedient to Jesus, who loves us more than anything. And in him, abundant life is found. 